Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. This is a good time to talk some more about some of our favorite Halloween movies. So today I'm going to talk about the one that I consider my favorite. Uh, This time of year, it is uh, not a scary movie by any means. Um, So we're talking Hocus Pocus. If you have not seen Hocus Pocus, where have you been? Um, It's, you know, this is one of those movies that I think is such a classic and it has really picked up steam over the years. Um, And I think with every generation that gets exposed to this movie, the call for the sequel gets louder and louder. And so we're having more people that grew up watching this as kids themselves that are now having their kids watch it. Um, and I think it won't be long that those kids will now be having kids to to watch it. So I anticipate this movie to continue to be with us for a very long time. So let's talk about Hocus Pocus a bit. I've got some fun facts that I've done my research on again for you. And um, I think we just need to start off with... Uh, what what is this movie about? Uh, for those that haven't seen it or maybe are not as familiar, or maybe it's one of those that it's been a really long time since you've seen this movie. So I went over to IMDb just to see how they described the movie so I could try to figure out a good way to, to say, here's what it's all about. So I went over to IMDb to take a look and see how they would describe this movie. And they describe it as a curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. And that's kind of what they leave us with. That's, that's it. Uh, for, I would say most people really didn't know who a lot of the cast was. Um, so we have the witches played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimny. Um, those three well-known, well-established, um, had never seen the kid that played Max, have never seen him before. Thora Birch, um, had a smattering of movies out at the time. Um, so this was 93 and she just has continued to grow and do more, uh, since this movie. Um, and then we have Vanessa Shaw, who's done a few things since, um, I, I, I don't really see her in much. Uh, she did this. Um, yeah, I I don't really know too many other things that she has done that I've seen. Um, she's probably most famous for some of these early, early 90s type movies. Um, I do know that she had a part in Eyes Wide Shut. Um and I'll be honest, that's really the only other one that I've seen of, of hers. But uh, so, you know, the witches, big cast, people knew them. The kids, not quite as well known, Thor Birch being the one that was. Um, and then the rest of the supporting cast. So this movie takes place in Salem. And parts of the movie were actually shot there. I guess all of the outdoor scenes uh, were filmed there. And the rest of it was done in a soundstage out in um, 
California. Uh, but the, the scenes where uh, people are running through woods and, and things like that, that is all actually done in Salem. And apparently Salem has embraced not only their history of the witch trials, but they've also embraced the love of this movie in there as well, hosting um, many events uh, around this particular movie, which is kind of cool. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Kid moves from California out to the East Coast, and he's got the California attitude, and it comes across in his teacher saying something about his California laid-back, tie-dyed type of of attitude, and he's wearing a tie-dyed shirt. Um, So they move to town, him and his sister and his mom and dad, and he clearly doesn't want to be there. Uh, There's a cute girl in his class, which makes him more interested. But other than that, he's not really excited about it. Whereas his younger sister, Danny is, is excited. It's a new place. And, um, you know, I think as kids, kids will do. And uh, I think if I were a teenager moving across the country, literally across the country like that, I, I don't think that I would have been as excited either. Um, and he doesn't buy into the superstitions and the, the talk of witches and the Sanderson sisters and things like that, because it, you know, he's not from there. He didn't grow up with it. And, um, so one night he lights a candle called the black flame candle, which is only allowed to be, um, lit by a virgin and so initially when it goes off there's some things that happen all around the room and you know Danny says well of course you know this is supposed to be done by a virgin and he doesn't want her saying things like that in front of the girl he's trying to impress Um, but the the rest of the night ensues from that moment because by lighting the candle it allowed the sisters to return who then come back to their house and um they begin wrecking havoc and going back to stealing the souls of children so that way they can make themselves younger and eternal. So um, I think the the comedy, the comedy or the comedic genius between some of um, our main characters, so Winnie, Sarah, and Mary, the witches, I, I just love it. Love the little banter in between. They had tried to get across a three stooges type of vibe because that wasn't something that you see in female um, artists. And so uh, Bette Midler had said that was the, that was the direction they were going for the kind of physical, you know, hit each other in the head, do those kind of things just the way that they are together because that's not something you see for female performers these days. Um, and the, the, as the night goes on, it's essentially them trying to protect Danny uh, from the sisters who are trying to get her and then create their potion and steal her soul and then and then steal all the the lives of all the children. Um, you know, long story short, good guys win. Um, the sisters are defeated and they turn back into stone at sunshine and end of story. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention the cat Binks. Um, so 300 years before, uh, 
a young boy was trying to prevent his sister from being taken, which he failed to do. And then punishment for him was Winnie had turned him into a black cat and um, therefore nobody would love him. Uh, and he had been waiting for the day that they returned so he could prevent this from happening to anybody else. And so he is reunited in death with his sister and all is right in the world. So that's really the general premise of the movie. Like I said, not scary. Um, the My absolute hands down favorite part, all the adults are in the school at a at a Halloween dance and the sisters come in and, and the kids go running in and, and they're like, you know, you've got to protect us. They're real. The sisters are real. They're coming. And none of the adults believe them. And then the witches walk in and they start singing. And the singing is what puts the spell on everyone in the room. And the whole idea is you're going to dance until you drop. Um, but the, the performance there of Bette Midler doing her thing I mean, that's what she does so well. And it's just a lot of fun to see her in her element with Kathy Najimny and, and Sarah Jessica Parker as like her backup dancers kind of thing um, doing their bit. I, I absolutely love it. It's my favorite part. It makes me smile every time. So a couple of things about the movie. This movie was released in 1993. Um and it was released in July. What a horrible, horrible time to release a Halloween movie. Uh, many people thought that that's probably what was the demise of this movie is the timing of when it was released because it did terribly in the theaters. Um, it has steadily grown in popularity because this is a movie owned by Disney and they played it every year at Halloween on their channel. And so people started to watch it and see it more. And so they were more interested and, and it's kind of get gotten that uh, cult following from there. So this was not very successful for Disney. It was considered a flop or a failure. Um, they, uh, there's a lot more detail than we ever get. Um, I think represented in the movies and you had to watch the old VHS behind the scenes in order to get some of the detail. Um, but this movie came about uh, because the writer uh, said, said that he was sitting with his daughter outside and a black cat had walked by um, and the neighborhood cat was called Sam. And he told his daughter that that cat was actually a little boy uh, that was turned into a cat by some witches. And she was apparently fascinated and wanted all these details. Why was he turned into a cat? Who was the little boy? What did he do? Um, and from there, he just got creative and created this whole story. And it was his wife who actually encouraged him to write it down and then submit it as a movie. Now, this isn't you know Joe Schmo coming up with an idea for his daughter, because I think we have parents that are very creative out there today. This is a guy that wrote Child's Play. He wrote a few other movies. So he knew people. He was already in the business. And it took a while. It it took uh, quite a while for it to grow from there. Um, and it wasn't until Bette Midler had expressed interest in playing a role that they that it really kind of took off and, and uh, became reality at that point. Um, so the biggest struggle that they had during production of this movie was the cat itself. So because he's a main character, it's a really 
um, to have that be your biggest challenge uh, was something for them to to have to work through. Uh, this was the first film to use computer graphics for character animations. So if you watch closely for Banks, his, his mouth moves a little oddly. Um, but they had two principal cats. And I'm not sure what made them so special. But then they used an additional six cats to do some of the other motions like jumping, laying down, doing certain things because they had to give the two principal cats a break. It was, it's quite something. Um, but apparently it was, it was difficult for them because every time the one cat got used to everyone and they were able to uh, get the cat kind of acclimated to the other characters and things, then the cat was swapped out for a different cat to do some special move. And then they had to start the process over. So quite difficult for them, um, in that, uh, we see Gary and Penny Marshall in this movie as well, um, playing the the devil and his wife. Um, again, great banter between those two um, because he is clearly smitten with the sisters. And to hear Penny Marshall, you know, oh, sit down, Satan. You know, just the way she just snaps back at him is, is a lot of fun. Um, and I would think... As just a person, I would be absolutely starstruck with having uh, to do a movie with someone like Bette Midler. Um, at, you know, at that point, she had done other projects and and was established not only as a singer but as a um, an actor. And Kathy Najimny apparently was a, a big fan of hers and got very nervous. Um, she said that she was able to turn some of that nervous energy and those those moments into more funny moments and how mary gushes about winnie is is really kathy internalizing her nervousness about working with bet midler so that's quite fun oh and apparently gary marshall uh, would have bet midler sing wind beneath my wings while in her witch's costume so that would have been something quite funny to uh to see i know on October 30th, they are having a, a one man, or not a one man, but a, um, a fundraising event where all three are coming back. The sisters are all coming back in character. Uh, they're doing some fundraising. And so I, I'm a little, um, I'm a little upset. I can't watch it. It's only 10 bucks to be able to get a ticket for this virtual concert. And I'm sure it would be a ton of fun, but, uh, they, Disney has announced that they are creating a sequel, and I don't know if maybe something like this will help push the actual announcement that they're doing a sequel, uh, but they are in the development process for it. And Bet has confirmed that she has all but signed for it. Um, I know Sarah Jessica Parker is very interested, have not heard about Kathy, but you really can't do two of the sisters without the third at that point. Uh, Spielberg was approached to direct this movie, but he declined because Disney was what he considered a rival at the time of his production company, Amblin. Um, you know, he went on later to do other movies in conjunction with Disney. So it, it was a short lived thing, but, um, what else can I tell you? Oh, they had, uh, there was a great behind the scenes on the VHS where they talk about for Billy, um, he had this reservoir 
in his mouth. And when he, when he goes to cut the stitches and he kind of puffs dirt and dust and moths and other things, you know, kind of come out, they had built him a reservoir in his mouth and they loaded three live moths and the dust and all that in there. So when he cuts it and he just poofs the air out, the moths go flying away, the dust comes flying out and it, it's pretty realistic. So that would be a very interesting stunt. He talks about how the moths were flying around and fluttering inside of his mouth, which would be a little odd for me. Um, another fun fact I learned is that Roxette, the, the uh, band Roxette, had created a song for the movie that Disney chose not to use. Um, it was moved over to the Super Mario's brother movie instead um, I listened to it because I'll, I'll be honest, I, I've listened to a lot of Roxette and I've never heard of the song before. Um, I had to Google it to find it and it has the words hocus pocus in it. So, I mean, they, they weave it into the song itself, but it, it was, uh, obviously made for this movie and, um, I'm not sure where they would have put it if they were just thinking the general soundtracks at the end or, or kind of what they were thinking of where that movie or that, um, song would have lived in the movie itself. Um, there is a book out that is set 25 years after, um, after this, uh, I gotta think. Okay. So 300 years after the witches were killed or executed is when this movie takes place. Then there was a book written starting 25 years after that point where it's the daughter of Max and Allison and she has grown up hearing about the Sanderson sisters and she um, doesn't necessarily believe all of it. And she wants to go see for herself what it was all about. And it's called Hocus Pocus and the all new sequel. So again, something I had never learned about. I went out and bought that. So I'll be reading it and I'm sure at some point we'll chat about that. Maybe next year for Halloween, I'll add it to the list. But uh Overall, this is just a really fun little movie. It's one that I think is safe to watch with kids of pretty much any age. Um, you know, it's one that I can watch with my parents and uh, have some laughs and sing some songs, dance it out a little bit, and overall just have a good time. So um, that is... I think that's really all I have to say about Hocus Pocus, um, other than go enjoy it. I know it's streaming on a few different platforms right now. And, uh, and that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. And head on over to Instagram and say hello. And make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.